Why shop Reed's Jewelers? Better yet, why not? Reed's Jewelers invites you to make them your jeweler. And you'll soon discover why so many like you now shop Reed's. From their award-winning staff to their impressive selection of jewelry to their customer-friendly financing, Reed's Jewelers Haywood Mall invites you to join the thousands of customers who have started a relationship with them. We'd love to see you. Reed's Jewelers Haywood Mall next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. Ben Milstead here. What has happened to us? We've become lightweights with weak arms and become flabby. It's time to make Americans strong again. Optinos is an all-natural muscle builder that allows you to work out longer, lift more, recover faster, and increase stamina. As someone involved in competitive sports, I need a product that helps me recover faster and get back to training. Optinos has helped me, and it'll help you. For a limited time, get 20% off Optinos at UpstateMuscle.com with code BEN. Be the great American hero you know you are. If you want a Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota, there's only one place to get your car, SUV, or truck serviced. That's First Class HALT. HALT stands for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. That's all they do, and they do it well. And they back it up with some of the best warranties in the upstate. Be sure to check them out online. The latest specials can be found at firstclasshalt.com. That's firstclasshalt.com. Or visit them in Greenville at 1304 Roper Mountain Road or in Anderson at 4135 Clemson Boulevard. That's First Class HALT. Listening to this Allstate commercial about savings might be the hardest thing about getting those savings. Save for simply becoming an Allstate customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. Allstate. Minimum effort. Maximum reward. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-wise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody. Episode number 53 of the Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Going to have a good time tonight. Uh, we're back in the rotation here at The Roar every Wednesday night from 7 to 9. Uh, for the remainder of the calendar year, we will be here hanging out with you. So please spend time with us and uh, interact with the show. We are the only radio show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast on Facebook Live as well. So go on over to Facebook Live right now. Uh, you can go to the Mark Childress Show homepage or the Roars homepage. You can participate with the show there. We are in the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Got an incredible setup here. These beautiful televisions behind us. Uh, they make it very easy. Um, and we are looking forward to seeing you over on the Facebook side if you would like to do that. Also, if you want to jump in and chat with us, first segment is a good time to do it. 864-654-7627. That's 654-7627. A couple of guests will be joining us tonight. We have David Hood from TigerNet. Got to see David yesterday, and he's going to be joining us at 725. And then uh, John Ellis is going to be joining us at 805 to talk Carolina Panthers and the NFL. Richard Weaver, what's going on with you, man? How's your week going? Oh, it's going well. Again, we're in that uh, positive mindset we've had football we got through week one basically of college football and then the nfl a lot of excitement 
it played out just like I thought it would. Clemson would win uh, I, pretty handily. I thought the final score would have been a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, but still it doesn't matter. It was a dominating performance. And then, of course, the Cowboys did what I knew that they would do. Yep, we've got plenty to talk about on <laughs> <Yes>. that today. <laughs> I, oh, I figured you would, especially yeah. as a Redskins fan or yeah. Washington football Washington team. Washington football team fan. Yes. Do not use that I gotta remember vernacular that. Yes. on our show anymore. That's right. Yeah, so uh, I'm a big uh, Washington fan, uh, Richmond a big Dallas fan, so we've definitely got some notes to compare on that. Um, Richmond, we're still uh, unpacking a little bit, I guess, of uh, all the details from the Wake Forest game this past weekend. What are some of your uh, What are some of your thoughts? I mean, to me, it was really a 30 minute game. You yes. know, at halftime, it was 27 nothing Clemson, and mm-hmm. they could have called their shot, put whatever number up they wanted to in the second half, kind of thing, um, and. Elected to play a lot of second string, third string. It was pretty sloppy in the second half. And, you know, obviously walking away with a 37-13 win. But uh, what are some of your thoughts on that? I felt that one of the key words that I picked on pretty quickly, and even from the defensive side, was just speed. Mm -hmm. It was amazing how fast the whole team looked. I don't know if it was all white uniforms, whatever it is, but they just looked explosive, fast. And I'm not talking just about the the edge guys, and especially on offense, obviously, with some of the wide receiving Mm -hmm. uh, people we have and Travis Etienne. But I'm talking about just even on the, the big nasties, the interior defensive line. I mean, those guys were getting in the backfield fast. And it obviously from an explosive push a power perspective but also just laterally just quick they were just yeah. i mean just speed was what i took away from it and then the other thing was just the youth that has come in and their game ready mm-hmm. uh and that's what i, I know coach sweeney has been talking about it's been hard for him i think to keep it in yes that he can't sandbag because the guys are going to prove him that on the field how good they are. And he can't say, well, they've got a lot to, you know, to learn. <laughs> they got a lot, you know, they're still growing. These guys are coming out ready to go. And we saw that. And that's what was impressive. And I think also what I really wanted to see was how Clemson came out. And yes, it was a three and out on that first series. But after that, I mean, you could see that they didn't really have any rust. And that's what we've seen with some other teams uh, that first Saturday is that they struggled a little bit getting in the groove. Clemson did not, and I thought that was a really good sign for Clemson. I didn't write down a whole lot of notes about the game, but I did write down ugly football all day, but Clemson looked great in the first half. Yes. I mean, just about every game we watched, whether it was North Carolina Duke, uh, or uh, pardon me, Notre Dame Duke, North Carolina looked awful against Syracuse. Any of the games when you were flipping around, it was just a lot of turnovers, a lot of penalties, sloppy play, very little happening on offense. And like you said, I mean, Clemson just, they look like they've been doing it for weeks. And they looked really sharp. Um, the offense looks a lot different this year. You know, it's not as much of the vertical game. And no, it's, it's not. Uh, it's quick hitter passes. It's uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, reading the field, finding the open guy. We saw the tight ends being used, the middle of the field being used. Uh, Travis Etienne was a weapon out of the backfield. And there's a lot to be excited about. And I know there's a portion of the Clemson fan base that's, well, you know, it should have been 55 nothing. Have you not learned by now that this is the way that Davo does it? I mean, we've been doing it for years. No one can argue that this isn't the right way to do it because it's working. It's five consecutive college football playoffs. It's two national championships. And getting those guys those reps right now, I mean, especially in a year where COVID is playing such a big part of what's going on, these guys are going to be playing this year. I mean, there are going to be weeks, and we saw it this week. I mean, there were three starters that did not make the trip. I don't know if all that was COVID-related. They still didn't make the trip. And 
you had to put guys in there that weren't expecting to get that many snaps, and that's going to pay off down the road. And uh, that's probably the best part of a game like this. Well, of course. And I understand that there's Clemson fans that were a little upset. And, again, I thought the score could have been worse. But you also have to remember, I think they're looking at it from a perspective of, what has happened the past two times they've played Wake Forest. Yes. And when you jump up 27 to 0, and it could have been 35 to nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, I think it's the, how there was a drop off in the second half. To only score 10 points and not score in the fourth quarter, it made you, you know, maybe not feel the same as you did in the first half. But yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. He's got something cooking, and he's got a formula, and I'll let him keep doing that because he knows way more about his team and about football than I do. Now, I can give some opinions and some takes and some things that I have seen, but I just like what he was able to do with the team. They look very unified, look like they've got a lot of chemistry, and that's probably going to happen when you have a younger team and that second and third string guys. This is their first college football game. Right. Granted, no fans or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's their first time really getting some experience and some real game action. And I think there's obviously some nerves that go into that. It's just human nature. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought Travis Etienne looked great. He came oh, yes, really he close. I mean, he had a couple of nice 15, 20-yard runs. He came really close once or twice to it being a 60 or 70-yard run. It's a matter of time. He does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so you're right. I mean, it's just a law of averages. Yes. You keep, and that's why I've always been like, just keep giving him the ball. And I think that's, I mean, to give him the ball 17 times in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good sign if you're a Clemson fan knowing that, okay, the Tony Elliott, he talked about at the end of the season after the LSU game that maybe something that he regretted was not giving the ball to ETN in the national championship game. Yep. And so could this be a situation where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to treat him like Zeke Elliott, just going to feed him and go and see what happens. That's another good point. Uh, and one of the notes that I made is uh, this was Tony Elliott's first time, you know, at, without Co in front of us, a coordinator. And I thought he played a real good game. I mean, we saw some yeah. tempo in there. I thought we saw the perfect mix of the run and the pass. Um, it looked a little bit more old school Clemson offense. And again, I think without having the two six five, you know, speed burners down the sidelines to be able to throw up the 50-50 balls. I think you're going to see a lot of these, you know, eight play drive drives this year. I mean, last year it was like three plays, 66 yards, 51 <laughs> yard T Higgins touchdown. That was a typical drive for Clemson. I think this year you're going to see the eight play, nine play drive. And man, there were a couple of drives where it was literally ETN run for eight yards, Amari Rogers ten yard catch. ETN does two runs in a row. Now we hit Braden Galloway, right? Now they're hitting, uh, you know, Amari Rogers again. ETN runs one, Trevor Lawrence into the end zone on a keeper. I think that's going to be the formula and the model that we're going to see a ton this season. Yeah, and I think it's also there's a maturation process that we've seen with Trevor Lawrence. He talked about at the beginning of last year probably was forcing things a little bit, and Mm -hmm. we saw that with some of the interceptions. And I think he's understanding with Tony Elliott's offense, hey, you don't have to have the big shot every single time. Right. Let the playmakers make the plays. Get them the ball in open space, and they're going to make some plays. And we're, we're going to see more of that. And it's the same way just like with the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't taking big shots uh, in the game against the Texans right. last Thursday. It was more of, you know, it was underneath shots, but he just was surgical. And I think that's where Trevor Lawrence is playing right now. I think he's got that mindset. I'll just pick these people apart. They're, you know, guys are probably going to be playing off of our wide receivers anyway. So just go ahead and take what the defense is giving you. 
and uh, running, you know, right around 50 plays in the first half of that game. Yes. I mean, it reminded me back of some of those 2011, 2012, 2013 games where the tempo was really, really high. And by the middle of the fourth quarter, the other teams are done. Right. I mean, you just can't even be on the field anymore. Um, I thought that was uh, was a really good piece of what was going on as well. And then the first thing that you mentioned is what I wanted to make sure that I hit. Uh, Brian Brissy and Miles Murphy. I mean, they they look like juniors or seniors in size. I mean, they look like they could play in the NFL now, right now. from a size perspective. Yes. But seeing the physicality of those guys, um, seeing the athleticism of them, there was a couple of times where they would pull Brissy around the end that he almost got to the quarterback. I know. Um, That's with the that speed. kind of speed from a defensive tackle, um, Tyler Davis in there helped a lot. Obviously, he heard, tweaked his knee a little bit. I think he's going to be out for a game or two, and uh, we'll have him back. That just means we're going to see more Brissy against uh, the Citadel this weekend. I have no problem with that at all. I don't either. And again, just for him to make an impact, like very first play, he was in the backfield mm-hmm. recording a half a sack. I mean, one-handed was grabbing the guy. I mean, that's just the power that he has. And I even just, from the perspective of how many times we saw that, say, Wake Forest was making a play, and then all of a sudden, there were like nine or ten Clemson defenders. Yeah. I mean, just swarming the ball. I mean, it was amazing how, again, how fast they were to get to the Wake Forest, uh, you know, ball handler. Yep. Uh, ball carrier, I should say. I'm yep. talking basketball now. No, that's okay. We'll be talking <laughs> some basketball before the show is over. Again, if you guys want to get in, 654-7627. If you're listening in your car, on the app, in an internet browser, come on over to Facebook. Got a pretty good crowd over there already. You can go to the Roar's Facebook page, the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. We're uh, simulcast live in Prong Studios in Greenville. So you can hang out with us from uh, a video side, and we keep the mics open at the break. It's a great way to uh, get our attention if you've got any questions, have any topic ideas, anything like that. So uh, we appreciate you both on the radio and the video side of things. So uh, we'll talk uh, about this uh, game much more at length later in the show, but uh, Clemson hosting the Citadel this weekend. And I really like the way, you know, I heard Dabo at the beginning of the season. I don't think he was very excited about having a super early bye week. I just think this lays out perfectly for Clemson, right? You've gone up and taken care of business on the road. Um, it's going to be a weird first game at home uh, with a smaller crowd and, uh, you know, some of the precautions that are being taken around COVID and things like that. So that's going to be something to keep your eye on. So you're going to be able to get a home game in, and Clemson's going to coast, right? They can name their number against the Citadel uh, this weekend. And then you're going to get a bye week and set up for what's going to be a wild October with four home games. Yes. I think the schedule sets up perfectly for Clemson right now. I, I would agree, and I'm still not a big fan that they're playing Citadel. But if you are going to play, it is nice that it's the home opener uh, because it is going to be different. Right. And this at least will allow them to go through, I mean, the walkthrough and get the experience of a home game in this new COVID environment. Uh, so it's not, you know, a bigger game like Virginia in October yeah. uh, that you are focusing on a lot of the opponent. But with that said, I guarantee you, Coach Sweeney, though, because we've heard it before from former players, they always say, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Right. We treat every single game the the exact same. Doesn't matter if it's the Citadel or Alabama. We're preparing the exact same way because anything can happen. And more importantly, it's all about preparing of how Clemson plays, and that's the main focus uh, each yeah. and every week. They're just focused on doing their job, yes. and things like that. There'll be some weird uh, assignment football type stuff with the triple option Georgia Tech style offense that uh, the Citadel has, which also means that clock will probably run a little bit quicker as well. So. So I think that'll be a good challenge for some of the freshmen and things like that. Uh, They should have uh, um, the the defensive backs, uh, Goodrich uh, back 
uh, this weekend. Um, they are out of the doghouse or out of protocol or whatever it was. They never were very specific on that. So it'll be good to have uh, the full defense back, I guess, less Tyler Davis uh, since he's banged up a little bit. That's right. I mean, I, I know there were some people that were questioning the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also just remember, I mean, you had a true freshman out there playing. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think the heart and soul of the secondary is Kendrick and yeah. not having him out there I mean that that affects the secondary I mean yes. you know and so I think him coming back uh, that's going to uh, kind of that energy again and so I, I wouldn't be too worried about the secondary just as of yet yeah I'm definitely not uh, too worried about it and uh, we'll talk about this in a uh, yeah got to be careful of the chop blocks that's the uh, comment coming through on Facebook yes, <laughs> yes. there will be plenty of chop blocks and uh, you got to watch yourself especially if you're on the defensive line um, I did get a chance to go to Clemson yesterday we'll talk about this in uh, the last segment of the first hour here um, to see what the uh, fan experience was going to be like going into the stadium uh, what does the seating arrangement looks like? Uh, concessions, restrooms. They turn the crowd noise on uh, in the stadium, so you could kind of get a feel. And it was pretty darn cool just being able to stand there and soak it all in at an empty stadium with some crowd noise going. And you could. Uh, they were painting the field when we were there. They were putting the 2020 uh, playoff logo up in the corner of the stadium. So uh, I'll walk through all the specifics, and it's something that uh, I'll definitely be covering at length on the Tiger Tailgate Show on the Clemson Tigers Network this weekend. Uh, that's probably our number one job and focus this weekend is what's the ticket procedure going to look like uh, when you get into the stadium? What do you do? Where do you go? And things like that. So I think there's some interesting stuff there that uh, we can fill fans in on and, and start getting everybody ready because uh, we're just a couple of days uh, away now from uh, the first home game of the season. Cannot wait. It's good stuff, man. Oh, it's great stuff. Are you kidding me? Again, it's a nice diversion, distraction, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It's just nice to be able to talk football and obviously even more football with the Big Ten announcement. And, you know, so that's obviously something we can talk more about as well. But it's just it was really good to have a weekend where I actually I mean, I focused a lot just on football. Wasn't it great? Yeah. It's Sunday red zone watching football took a nap i mean it was like okay i like this sunday (laughs) almost uh, almost a little bit of normalcy and the weather on saturday i think it's high of 70 come on yes sir it's like it's like they knew they knew that clemson was going to be at home and go in that direction awesome well hey coming up after the break we will have mr david hood from tiger net saw david earlier this week we're going to talk uh, tons of Clemson football with him and dig a little bit deeper into the two-deep roster, get some of his thoughts on the players and things like that. This is the Mark Childress Show. Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. Hey Tigers, this is Taj Boyd with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. Nobody loves fall more than the Clemson Tiger, and there is no better place to be this fall than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. This one-of-a-kind condo hotel was built for Clemson alums by Clemson alums with killer views of Death Valley and Lake Hartwell from the patio. Plus, you can buy a condo and use it when you want, and we will rent it out when you don't. Come see it for yourself. Go to lakesidelodgeclemson.com to schedule a tour with me. 
Go Tigers. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. 20 years ago, I was asked to bake a pound cake and people loved it. Today, the Pound Cake Man has over 50 flavors of pound cake in a brand new bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. We offer whole cakes, slices, and cupcakes with different flavors every week that still start with my grandmother's basic pound cake recipe. So the next time you need a cake for a dinner, cupcakes for a party, or just a slice to get through the day with free delivery in the Clemson area, come by or contact the Pound Cake Man. Visit our website at lbcakes.com. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious. The leaves are turning, the air is crisp, and it's time to fall into savings at AgPro. We're excited to bring back our fall into savings event, and we're offering low monthly payments on some of our most popular John Deere tractors. On a 3025E tractor and loader for just $173 per month, or a 3025E complete tractor package for just $221 per month. Visit your local AgPro dealer or go online to agprocode.com. Offer ends 9-30-2020. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Hello, Aurora listeners. This is Brian Taylor with the Brian Taylor Allstate Agency. When it comes to protecting what matters most, it makes sense to choose an insurance agent that's a part of your community. I know the ins and outs of both owning and protecting a home in your neighborhood. By choosing a local Allstate agent, you get an expert who knows the community and is committed to getting to know you, which means I can help you get the protection you want that fits you and your life. Are you in good hands? So contact me today, Brian Taylor, here in the upstate of South Carolina for a free quote. So call me at 864-224-1617. That's 864-224-1617. Thank you. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you are listening in your car, on the app, or in an internet browser, come on over to Facebook, hang out with us. Uh, We are the only radio show in the upstate of South Carolina that simulcasts on the video side on Facebook Live as well. So go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page or go to the Roars Facebook page and you can see us over there. It's a great way to interact with us during the breaks um, because we can go back and forth uh, in the comments. And uh, if you put a good question out there, and we got a couple uh, during the last break, it's uh, something that we'll pick up a little bit later in the show. Um, So... From TigerNet, 
Mr. David Hood. I had the pleasure of seeing David uh, out at Clemson when I was out there yesterday. I got to talk to David on the phone today. Uh, it's like a reunion already, David. Uh, you're probably sick of me uh, after seeing me multiple times and talking to me multiple times in the last 24 hours. Well, I'm trying to figure out which one were you. <laughs> I just don't remember which one you were. I, there were so many people out there trying to shake my hand. I just can't remember. <laughs> You're a legion of fans, David. I uh, I was the one wearing the Clemson stuff. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, David Hood. And hey, uh, David, we talked in the first segment uh, kind of unpacking uh, our final look back, I guess, at the Wake Forest game. Uh, what were some of your takeaways? I, I was just blown away by how smooth it was. Uh, Clemson came out, and and there just didn't really seem to be a whole lot of hiccups. A lot of people were talking about the cornerbacks, but Brenton Venables set everybody straight and said, you know, hey, they're supposed to have a little safety help over the top on that one. But, I mean, other than a few foibles here and there and Tyson Pubachon's interception, a ball that really shouldn't have been thrown right there, it, it was smooth. I, I texted a, a college coach during the game, and I'm like, am I wrong? I, a team that really didn't have a spring game or, you know, only nine spring practices, it's supposed to look this good. And um, I thought Clemson played about as well as you can play considering everything that's gone on. Yeah, I'm in agreement, David. Uh, I had made just one note here, uh, I guess, um, about the game, and it was that every other game I watched during the day leading up to Clemson was ugly with a lot of mistakes, and then Clemson came out in the first half and just looked fantastic. And and also, what are your thoughts? And, and you've, you've known these guys for a while as part of the recruiting process, and you've been around them a bunch as well. Brian Brissee and Miles Murphy, I don't know what level of expectation I had for them in game one, but they went blowing by that by like the middle part of the first quarter. Yeah, Brian Brissee is, is, is they're, they're two different personalities. Brian Brissee is that big, you know, open personality. And and I knew that he was going to come out and, and make a splash somehow. And, of course, on that first play, he jumps off sides. And then later on, he gets a half a sack and blocks a field goal. And that's kind of what you expected. But Miles Murphy is the silent assassin. I've, I've been to this kid's high school games. I've been to his... I've been to, to camps where he's been and wasn't real big on talking to the media back then. Very quiet, introspective, intelligent guy. Comes from a great family. And I think kind of the silent assassin fits him really well. And the next thing you know, he's out there just wreaking havoc on the offense. And he came into camp looking like Cleveland Farrell did in, in year four. Uh, he just came in ready to play and you knew it would, as soon as he learned the defense and where he was supposed to be and some gap responsibility, he would be out there. And I don't know that I expected, you know, three, three and a half tackles for loss and two sacks and the leading tackler on the team for the night, but um, I expected yep. him to, to, to make a splash. And we're continuing with David Hood, uh, senior writer for TigerNet.com. And David, you and I had actually talked previously just in terms of Trevor Lawrence and expectations. And uh, obviously he, there was a lot of focus on him uh, throughout the offseason and just from a national perspective, not only you know on the field but off the field as well. But I would have to say, talking about a guy that looked laser-focused and dialed in, Trevor Lawrence did that in that first half. It really, you couldn't have been. It couldn't have been any better. He he had kind of that rocky start there on the first series. Travis Etienne missing a block didn't help, and then after that, just fantastic. And it kind of goes back to the 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 maturity that we're starting to see out of him. He came in mature, 
and you saw a little bit of a jump kind of in the middle of last year, and now everything that's gone on, he's a team leader. Uh, unbelievable, and I'm sure the NFL scouts are, are sitting there looking at everything. He makes every throw, and they're drooling, and you know, there were times early last year where I thought maybe he would kind of force things, and then the other night, if the check down was there and everything else was covered, he would take the check down. And I like the fact that there were you know, not necessarily those 50-50 balls on the sideline, but the middle of the field was open. Somebody that had seen a scrimmage earlier said, think Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and, um, you know, dumping it off and letting guys run and high com- completion percentages. And he throws for a very, what looked like just an easy 351 yards and a score. Hanging out with David Hood, a senior writer from TigerNet. Um, David, since you weren't allowed to travel to the game and you watched the game on TV, um, they talked a couple of times about how Trevor flipped the foot, I guess, that he had uh, in front of him when he was taking the snaps and how that completely changed his drop back and things like that. Have you been, ever to, uh, been able to dive any, uh, any deeper into that? I, I thought that was a pretty interesting piece of analysis. And he also obviously felt very comfortable with what I would feel like is a major change to the way that he's always taken snaps. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to talk to him really since since we learned that. There was just a, a brief interview after the game the other night. Hopefully this week we'll be able to get into it a little bit more. It's something that um, actually, you know, I think Nikki noticed it before I did, before the announcers even brought it on, that he, he looked a little different there. And, you know, when it talks about being able to drop back and having that right foot already back, you're not having to do that crossover. And it just gets him into a throwing position a little bit earlier. And then um, – you know, there are times that, um, that that players can get into to bad habits to where maybe if the foot is even, uh, it's a running play. If the foot is back, uh, it's a passing play. Clemson played a team two or three years ago that I remember their quarterback was tipping it off, and, and Clemson's defense knew about it, and they knew whether it was going to be a run or a pass. So for Trevor to kind of make this adjustment and have it be consistent all of the time, uh, just – Again, he, he's going to be scary this year. Hanging out with David Hood from TigerNet. David, that kind of dovetails into my next question. I saw this tweet from uh, Cole Kubelik. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. Um, he yeah, says, Cole I've had certain quarterbacks. Yeah. Yep, he's, this was his tweet. I've had certain coordinators tell me they spend as much time on the TV copy of the game as they do the coaches' cuts of the game because of the things they pick up, like one of the things you just told me, right? With everything audibly being picked up in these television games now, I imagine that's going to ramp up a bit. I thought that was a really interesting piece of analysis. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm sure there's somebody on the Clemson staff that is pouring over uh, you know, any of the televised games to try to get whatever kind of scouting advantage you can, because you could hear players talking you get your coaches talking pretty clearly on the broadcast oh you can hear coaches you can hear the calls at the line you can hear the defensive signals and uh yeah clemson's always been real big about using the the boards uh to to go up there you might have a picture of shaquille o'neal and a you know a playing card or something like that (laughs) up there and i think you're probably going to see you know a lot more of that and nobody really trying to talk and um maybe more hand signals and and defensively it is. It's just really quiet out there, and, and everybody can talk. And and uh, I, you know, I would have loved to have seen it back in the day with Christian Wilkins uh, and, and Cleveland Farrell at Clemson. It's oh, kind gosh. of quiet. Because, <laughs> you know, I had one opposing player tell me at an ACC kickoff last year that he was calling plays their their plays out on the field before that they would line up. He's like, you know, Christian Wilkins is out there going, "Okay, this is a halfback dive," and okay, now they're going to throw a wide receiver screen. I'd love to be able to hear all of that before the snap. 
And we're continuing talking with David Hood, senior writer of Tiger Net. And David, you'd mentioned the word smooth, that uh, what you felt how Clemson came out and they were just smooth. And I think a lot of it had to start down on the lines, especially the offensive line. And that first, that core group played really well in the first half. What's your thoughts on, obviously there were some question marks how that offensive line was going to play. Yeah, when I say smooth, I'm talking about buttery smooth, guys. That's how smooth it was. Um, (laughs) That that offensive line, I I was really impressed. Jordan McFadden's been a guy that we've been hearing about for a couple of years now. And I really wanted to see him in his first extended action. Will Putnam, to me, was, was kind of the big question mark. Less than 200 snaps last year. He had played. Now, the rest of the guys, though, Kate Stewart has been here. You know, since Tommy Bowden was head coach. That's how long Cade Stewart's been here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he, it he seems was, that way. He was recruited by Tommy Bowden, it seems like. and So he's played a lot of big-time football. And Matt Bockhorst has been here for a while. And he's just naturally mean and, and nasty. And we know about Jackson Carmen. So I didn't expect any drop-off there. But we, we really needed to know about Will Putnam. And I thought that he acquitted himself really well. And then, you know, shock of, of shock, surprise of surprise is Walker Parks the first offensive lines in a substitute off the bench. And this kid out of Kentucky, his dad, David, played at the University of Kentucky, lives in Kentucky, and uh, came down to a Clemson camp and fell in love with it. He's the first guy out there. He was impressive. Yeah, they've, they've got those babies that they've got to get grown up, but they're, they're going to continue to get a lot of playing time, probably going to see a lot of them this Saturday. But overall, I think Robbie Caldwell has to be thrilled with that unit um you know i can remember chad morris in his first year or two telling me david i don't know that i have six guys that i can put out there right now i don't know that there's seven well then a couple of years ago tony elliott's like man i want eight or nine that i can really depend on yeah by the end of this year clemson could have 10 or 11 they can depend on and that's just unheard of in college football and you know i heard Uh, another national analyst say earlier this week, when you're talking about offensive linemen, when you're talking about defensive linemen, in the college game, you're talking about gold bullion. That is what they are. And he said Clemson is hoarding all of the gold bullion (laughs) and the rest of college football is trying to catch up. You know, Clemson's got Fort Knox over here and and everybody else is trying to catch up. And, you know, you look at it the other night and, and one Six foot five, two hundred ninety five pound defensive end comes off, and another one runs on. It, it's just the way it is right now. Starting to wrap things up with David Hood from TigerNet. Uh, David, I opened up the forum on Facebook and asked for questions and uh, got a good one here from Robert Kennard. What do you think the depth chart is behind Travis Etienne when everybody's healthy? I mean, obviously, Lin Jay made the trip, but he was a little banged up. There were a couple of running backs that didn't make the trip at all. How do you think uh, it's stacked up after week one? I, I still think it's, it's Lin Jay is, is number two. Um, you know, Rencher has had a great he had a great spring. He had a great fall camp. I think right now he's three. I think Ches Malusi and Mikey Dukes are kind of fighting for that next spot. And then, you know, there's a next spot that Demarcus Bowman and, and Kobe Pace are fighting for. And uh, they're going to have to get those guys ramped up. Demarcus Bowman, he was funny. He came out too fast the other night. He he probably would have run through the end zone if somebody hadn't stopped him. He was just that messed <laughs> up. Um, you know he's going to be an excitable. He's going to be an exciting guy to watch. But I think 
you know, kind of what we thought it would have been maybe at the end of the spring when, when Cubby Pace and Demarcus Bowman weren't here. It's probably still that way. Um, but the games are going to tell us a lot, and guys are going to start to separate themselves. Uh, we might start to see a little bit of that this week, but by midseason is when we're really going to know. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They put uh, pace in the game and for some pass protection, and, and he did a great job. And a lot of times that's uh, at least the feedback on running backs in the past has been that's what they struggle the most with uh, coming in early. So, uh, David, last question for you before I let you go. Um, obviously, the Citadel game is more than likely going to be a blowout this weekend. What are you kind of looking for in a game like this uh, as the key points? Yeah, you know, this just goes back to, to people think that it's coach speak all the time, but, but Clemson plays to a standard. And, and you know, so the point is just, just play to Clemson's standard and, uh, you know, not get anybody hurt. You, you get Trevor out there and you get him warmed up, get him lubed up. The Travis Etienne, get him out there, get him lubed up. And, and then, you know, once the score says, hey, it might be okay, then you start rotating a whole lot of guys in there. I mean, this might be one of those days where we see – a hundred players play, uh, but but just keep everybody healthy and, and play to Clemson standard and kind of uh, you know walk out of there and let Citadel get their check and hope that all their guys guys are healthy and and uh, you know just work on some things you needed to work on. Great stuff as always from Ty, uh, David Hood from TigerNet. David, uh, thanks for joining us on here. Hope to see you on Saturday. All right, man, you will appreciate it. Thanks, Richmond. Yes, sir. Thanks, David. Awesome stuff, as always, from Mr. David Hood, uh, one of the best in the business uh, over at TigerNet. Everybody knows him, and uh, and you follow his content. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of fans all over him. That's he why, does. Right? That's right. He didn't even remember talking to me. And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Signing autographs. Of, uh, 30 audi- uh, media people that were there uh, the other day. So, uh, yeah, always good stuff from David and, uh, and good chatting with him. And he basically uh, echoed exactly what you said about the Citadel game coming up. Clemson's just going to focus on Clemson, play a bunch yes. of guys, try to stay healthy. We hear that quite a bit, and I know it's it can be boring for some people to hear that, though the coaches speak. You can't say that you're preparing the same way for Citadel that you, you know, you're going to prepare for Alabama. But it's true. Yeah. And that is what the foundation that Dabo Sweeney has laid, and that's why they have been to the college football playoff five years in a row mm-hmm. and going for their sixth ACC uh, championship outright. I mean, it's just insane when you look at some of the statistics and what Clemson has done in this span under Dabo Sweeney. I mean, it's ridiculous how impressive it is. Yeah, there's a great... Uh, you can go to ClemsonTigers.com and go to the, the Citadel game uh, article, and there's a game day guide in there. I've got a good chunk of it printed out right here, and uh, media people use it. I literally start <laughs> laughing every week when I go through it at the ridiculous numbers. I mean, I was doing just a little bit of homework uh, here earlier today. Clemson at home since 2014... 41 and 1. I mean, just, re- I mean, you just look at that and it's just, you just laugh. You do exactly what I you do. I do, I know. And yeah. they'll go through and there's 50 things that are like that in there. And uh, a lot of the stuff about ETN right now is almost comical. Oh, it is well, comical. He's yes. taken down Clemson records, ACC records, national records, just about every time he's touching the football right now. So uh, amazing stuff from him. All right, coming up next segment. So I'm going to talk a little bit about game day procedures at Clemson. I got to go and hang out with the media and uh, the Clemson brass yesterday and death valley when they kind of walk through the entire process so i'll give you uh some of my takeaways from that and also the big tens playing football here we go what does richmond think about it what are we going to agree on this i think we're going to disagree on it we'll talk about that next segment as well this is the mark childress show
It's time to look out for those summer thunderstorms we see here in the upstate every year. Don't let bad weather and snapping tree branches leave you in the dark. Be prepared. With a Generac automatic whole home standby power solution from Carolina Generators, your local Generac Power Pro Premier dealer, ready to serve you. Give Carolina Generators a call at 864-232-5684 or visit online at carolinagenerators.com to schedule your free in-home Power Pro assessment. Tell them Mickey from 105.5 sent you. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. This football season, prepare your taste buds for the most iconic sports-watching drink of all time, Pepsi. With refreshing deliciousness specially formulated to keep your eye on the ball and mouth-watering fizziness to help you power through game day, Pepsi has everything you need to start strong. I used to care when Mike wiped buffalo sauce on my new couch, but thanks to Pepsi, even Mike can't ruin my football party. Pepsi, made for football watching. That's what I like. Bring home the hype of football and pick up your favorite Pepsi product at your neighborhood Walmart. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We all like to express ourselves. That's what inspired you to modify an ordinary car and turn it into a customized ride. Why not do the same with Views Alto? Go to Views.com to customize our best vapor product yet with your choice of seven bold colors, three smooth tastes, and three nicotine levels. It's your vape, your way. Views. Charge beyond. Underage sale prohibited. Website restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Hey, Tiger fans. Lake Cubbage with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. If you're looking for a great place to beat the heat this summer, look no further than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. A one-of-a-kind condo hotel, Lakeside Lodge has all the best resort amenities, like a pool overlooking the lake and a poolside bar open weekends. So whether you are looking for a weekend getaway or you're in the market for none of the stress but all of the comforts of condo ownership, Lakeside Lodge is the perfect place to cool off. To find out more, go to lakesidelodgeclemson.com. Hey guys, seems like we hear too much about toxic masculinity these days and not enough about men being men. At Low Country Mail, we are focused on one thing, making men, men again. For just 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, physicals, doctor visits, and primary care. Want to be bigger, stronger, and last longer in the bedroom? Ask us about the P-Shot and the Big D-Wave Therapy. Book today, lowcountrymail.com, 864-920-3066. Pelham Road, Greenville. Go Tigers! These are actual customer Google reviews about George Coleman Ford. Alex says, my fiance and I went to look for a used vehicle for me. We went and had an amazing experience. The sales associate and sales manager were such a great help. We will be coming back for future purchases. Or this lady writes, the sales manager and sales associate were great to work with and found the truck we wanted. Probably the best experience we've had purchasing a vehicle. 
It's simple, my friends. Buy from George Coleman Ford. You'll thank me later. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you're listening in your car on the app and an internet browser, come on over to Facebook. we got a nice crowd over there. We're on the Roar's Facebook page, the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. We're on Facebook Live from Prox Studios in Greenville. Every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, we're the only show in the upstate that is doing it on the video side and on the audio side. And uh, thank you guys for hanging out. I had a great uh, interview with David Hood in the last segment. Um, want to talk a little bit about uh, what you can expect at the ball games uh, or at the ball game on Saturday against the Citadel. So there's a good subset of people that will be coming to the game. I think it's about 19,000 fans. I'm lucky enough to have a ticket, and we'll be there on Saturday, and I'm excited about it. Um, and then there's some folks that have redshirted. But for the people that are going to go there, so Richmond, I got to go um, with, uh, I'd probably say, 25 members of the media yesterday. Um, Jeff uh, Callen and his team and some of the facilities team was out there just kind of walking us through everything and showing us everything. So obviously it's the usual metal detectors process. They're not taking temperatures at the stadium. It's just not scalable in that size. They're more worried about stacking people in, I think right next to each other of course. while they're waiting for it. So there, there's not a temperature check. And also the weather's not going to be bad, but that has skewed temperature checks in other places, right? Because it's hot outside. I mean, if you're outside for an hour and it's, you know, 85 degrees and then you try to go in and get your temperature, it's probably going to be a little bit higher. So there's no uh, there's no temperature check. So uh, the usual process through there, there's all there's hand sanitizers. I think they said there's over 100 hand sanitizing stations. There's a bunch right there when you go through the gates. Um, it's kind of grab and go and concession stands. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, cook me a hot dog and let's stand here. It's all these stuffs. It's right on the concession stand front. You can go and grab it, pay and get out. Um, you do have the ability to buy gear. Um, you can't try it on, but uh, you can buy it. <laughs> um, and then at the restrooms, concession areas, you know, every six feet, there's little circles that people can stand on. There's limits to the number of people in the restrooms and things like that. Um, you go into the stadium, and it looked fantastic, first of all. I mean, it was just great. They were painting the field when I was there. Everything was ready. Um, they could play into tomorrow. And they've got the seat backs, you know, kind of spread out. So you'll have, like, four on a row. And then all the way on the other end of the row, maybe you'll have four more. And then in the row in front of it, like in the middle, you'll have two or four. So everybody kind of sits with their group of, uh, of two or four people. And then uh, they went upstairs when we were out in the stadium. They turned on the crowd noise. So last week, it was a 70 decibel limit for crowd noise across the ACC. So every stadium has the same one. It was 70 last week. And the biggest complaint and takeaway was it wasn't loud enough. So this week, it's 80 to 85 decibels. That's what Spencer McAnally told us. Um, I don't think they had it at the 80, 85 decibels, but they had it loud enough where you could kind of get excited about it. And it's the crowd noise they use in EA Sports and and video games. Um, And it sounded pretty good. And and when you hear that and you could see the state, you know, you're seeing the, the stadium will be full even though socially distanced i mean i think it could be pretty noisy on saturday i really do yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that uh artificial fan noise will be combined with the say nineteen thousand. right because i think there's an aspect people have complained about the the fan noise it sounds artificial it sounds mm-hmm. manufactured but apparently i guess like for the rams game uh that they were actually using 
some type of sounds that they have recorded of actual fans. So it wasn't this. It wasn't the EA Sports. No, it wasn't the EA manufacturer yeah. type of fan noise. So it'll be interesting to see how that is. And I, I would suspect the, that 19,000, I think they're going to be pretty loud, at least initially. I just, to, just to try to, you know, be loud, mm-hmm. you know, because of it, it's a limited crowd. And, I mean, we saw that in the Chiefs-Texans games. Now, Kansas City, they are always loud. Yes. Uh, and so I think they wanted to prove a point as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see just from the perspective, because I actually thought the Wake Forest game, I think they did. I thought they did a really good job in terms of it seemed like there was a crowd there to me. Yes. At times when I was just, you know, just focused on watching the field and the camera, they did a real good job of not really panning to the, you know, the, the empty seats or whatever. It sounded very similar to a regular game to me. Yeah, I thought so as well. I mean, I think having the band there and they'll be on yes. the hill is going to be key. And they will be doing the usual, you know, get on the buses, come around, run down the hill. Um I believe the band is recorded. Uh, the band's going to record their halftime show uh, during the week, and then they'll show that on the Jumbotron and on televisions around the stadium, I think, during halftime. So it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit weird, and I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. I mean, I've been worried about it, but standing in the stadium uh, yesterday, it felt good, and it felt right, and I could see all of those people there socially distanced, wearing their masks and still making a, a pretty good amount of noise and with the band and all the theatrics and it's going to be you know Dale Gilbert's voice booming through the valley it's going to be great man i cannot wait for saturday well i, I know there's been a lot of hard work going in to make yes. this happen so mm-hmm. i mean i give you know a lot of credit to all the people that have put in a lot of hours and have had to be very flexible over the past, you know, 45, 60 days trying to figure this out if they were actually going to be able to have fans or not and then be able to get to this point where there are going to be fans. Uh, it's quite an accomplishment. Yep. It really is, considering everything that has to be done. And it might not be perfect, but uh, they're trying to as make it as enjoyable as possible. Yeah, and I think they'll be doing some more stuff uh, in the stadium before the game because when you get your ticket, you've got a little time frame that you need to come in. And they're doing that to try to keep it from being everybody trying to rush, you know, in with 15 minutes left, as is usually the case at these games. Um, so might be a little bit inconvenient, but I think on the Jumbotron and with some of the other things going on, I think they're going to keep you entertained as you get ready for the game. Uh, you come in and get some snacks, uh, spend some time with uh, with your pod of people and, uh, and do all of that. There's also something uh, that'll be going on on Saturday if you cannot make the game. So Richmond's not going to be able to make the game on Saturday. So uh, we are doing a pregame show on uh, the Clemson Athletics social media. It'll be on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook called Death Valley Live. Uh, I'm going to be hosting that with Daja Davidson. Um, and it's going to be really cool. It's a combination of giving you an inside look into what's going on inside the stadium, since you cannot be there, um, as well as some um, pre-recorded interviews. I think they're going to have Dabo, Dan Radakovich. I think there's an NFL star uh, that they're going to have. It will kind of be bouncing back and forth. So it feels a little bit like the Braves live pregame for me, if you're a Braves fan like me, uh, where they'll sit in a studio and say, hey, let's take a look down on the field, and they'll show Ronald Acuna uh, doing that. I mean, we'll have cutaway 
giveaways. Uh, we'll go and show you warm-ups. Um, we'll have the Walk of Champions. We'll be live on there. And then most importantly, we will follow the team from walking out of the locker room, buses all the way around the stadium, and running down the hill. You'll get to see all that and, and be awesome. a part of it. The only place you'll be able to see it. They might show a little bit of that uh, on the pregame over on the ACC network. But I think this is a spectacular idea for Clemson. Uh, I am honored to be a part of it. It's called Death Valley Live. It'll start about one hour before kickoff on Saturday. And uh, we will sign off as the team runs down into the stadium. And then we'll be back on again at halftime um, to show you the band performance uh, that's recorded, uh, stats, uh, some other looks inside the stadium and things like that. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. Yeah, so see, this is what, another one of those examples where there's something positive that could come out of yes. what's happening right now. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think this has probably been something that is long overdue. Why haven't this? Uh, why hasn't this been something that Clemson's explored previously? Yes, because I think it would be very intriguing for fans to be able to see this type of access. And obviously, we saw what happened in 2013 with the cameras on the bus for ABC mm-hmm. against Georgia, and people went crazy about that. So, anytime there's inside access like that, I think fans will eat it up. So, I'm excited for you. I think this is going to be a really good thing for Clemson and fans to be able to, especially right now when they're you know starving for content, and hopefully this will be something that they want to explore even past this season. Yeah, I hope so as well. So when you're at home getting ready uh, around 3 o'clock, it's going to po- pop up in Facebook on uh, Clemson Athletics, uh, you know, following Clemson Athletics over on Twitter uh, and on YouTube as well. We'll be live there for about an hour. Should be, uh, should be really good stuff. So I'm excited to be a part of that. And uh, again, it's going to feel a lot more normal than people think. Uh, that was what my biggest takeaway was for being in the stadium. I'm like, it could feel right. I mean, it could feel like a regular Clemson Saturday. And I know some of the tailgating traditions aren't going to be there. I know that you're not going to have the Tiger Walk. But I'm, you know me, I'm trying to focus on the positive stuff. And I think there are going to be a lot of positives about Saturday. I think fans are going to leave, have a very good experience. I think with uh, the additional Death Valley Live content, the fact it's on the ACC network, I think uh, people have a lot to be excited about. It should be good. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, I think at the end of the day, and Coach Sweeney has talked about it, especially just getting through that first game, it's like they just wanted to be between the white lines and play some football. Yes. And that's the, the way it was, even just from a viewing standpoint. Again, once the game had started and was going, I, I didn't really focus on COVID or mm-hmm. any of the other things that there wasn't a crowd there. I was just watching the team play. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's what will happen, you know, as, as Clemson fans see this home game as well. It'll, it'll be just great to see, you know, Death Valley, at least some people there. But I'm, I might be one of the minorities or in the minority here because um, I, I worked at the stadium one summer when I was a student mm-hmm. and it, it was it was brutal though because we had to uh, pressure wash the the stands and put this special coating on there but I spent a lot of time that summer in an empty stadium and I fell in love with just the empty stadium so I love an empty stadium so when you're talking about yeah. you were there and just watching it, they're getting everything ready I love that I, I really do that's cool, and, and it's not an opportunity that a lot of people get. So yeah. I, I don't take those uh, those things for granted for sure. And um, 
you know, the tailgating piece, they're discouraging you to tailgate. I don't think the answer is no. You know, don't bring your usual setup. Um, again, there'll be some adjustments this weekend. I think it'll all be good. Clemson's going to win a football game. Uh, they're going to go to 2-0. and They're probably going to remain number one in the country, and uh, and life is going to be pretty good, yeah. I think. Well, and, uh, and hopefully everybody that. will have the mindset, hey, we're playing football, mm-hmm. so it might not be perfect. There might be some inconveniences, but just be flexible. Yes. Just be accommodating as best as you can because there's a lot of people that, like I'd mentioned earlier, and you've seen some of it uh, up close, a lot of hard work uh, has gone into it. And, you know, the people, they're taking pride in what they're trying to accomplish and allowing fans to be there. Yep. And you've only got six games uh, this weekend or six home games this year instead of seven. So, they need to be even that you know that much more special. There's one less to, to be a part of. I did see a stat uh, that I pulled off of Twitter um, from Nachos and Analysis at Nachos and Analysis. We've had him on before. They do great yes. stuff over on uh, Twitter. Uh, Clemson seniors can become the first FBS senior class to have an undefeated career home record since Boise State in 2010. Just think about that. No home losses if they can run the table with the six games this year. They'll be heavily favored in all six. I think that's probably going to happen. So uh, those Clemson uh, seniors would be graduating with no losses at home. Um, And if they can make the college football playoff again, which I think they will, they will uh, have four straight college football playoffs. I know. I mean, these are the things that... And, and I take time on the Tiger Tailgate show every week. I'm like, I'm just going to read some stats. We just all need to, like, appreciate them. That's Because you just go glossing too. over it. It's just amazing what's been accomplished. Yeah. Can you imagine if we were – if you look at it again, you got to remember the college football playoff is, in essence, the Final Four. Yes. So look at it from a men's college basketball perspective or women's college basketball mm-hmm. perspective, either one. I'm just – Final Fours, that's the measuring stick, right? And so if you're saying that you've been to five – Straight Final Fours. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane. And won it twice. And won it twice. I mean, that's that's a dynasty. Yes. And that's what we're seeing with Clemson football. It's just the terminology is not the same because the measuring stick is is typically the measuring stick. I should say is typically a national championship. Right. But just getting to the college football playoff now is a, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it absolutely is. So uh, plenty of good stuff to be excited about at Clemson. All right, coming up after the break. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We've got John Ellis coming by. He's got a fantastic Carolina Panthers uh, podcast and uh, and website that he's a part of. We're going to talk Carolina Panthers. We're going to talk NFL. A lot of wackiness this last weekend. Richmond's Cowboys lost. My Washington football team won. Uh, Panthers look pretty good in a loss. Uh, I know there's a lot of Panthers fans around here. Falcons, eh, not so much with uh, their loss down in Atlanta. We'll have plenty of things to hang out and talk uh, with John Ellis about after the break. This is the Mark Childress Show. Pressure's growing exponentially. I'm trying to keep up to speed with you. Changing is Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Unlimited talk and text plus five gigabytes of high-speed data for $30 a month. $30 a month on a nationwide 5G network and no contract. 